Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Jamie. And we are Shade, Shade Tree Chefs. Chefs. All right, not not our best take at that. That's all right. I think uh, I think we got a little bit of uh, lag going on here through our connection. Let's just assume that we'll we'll not get it right until I am back in person. Well, you know what? I I have hope. I I really do. I, I think one time, like we we'll probably start going like bananas. Like, oh my goodness, we we got it on time. Uh, you're probably right, though. We're you're probably right. Yeah, we could spend hours just rehearsing. I think we'd have to timing down. right and and recording each one, you know. So it wouldn't even be like we're recording the episodes. Like, all right, let's let's try it, and then we'd save yeah. it for an episode, which is cheating, right? It, it really is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so so getting into uh, this week's episode. So uh, uh, oddly enough, a coworker of mine, uh, Sal, his family makes uh, their own sauce for you know pasta. And all that, and um, they recently did that, and uh, I've known about this for I don't know it's a second year that I, I've really worked closely with him that uh, that his family was doing it. So I thought it was a great opportunity to uh, kind of find this old kind of tradition that they did, and and I know uh, due to timing, Jamie wasn't able to, we weren't able to do it live with uh, the three of us, so. Uh, I did it with him, uh, and unfortunately, Jamie has not heard it yet, so he's kind of going in blind, but um, without further ado, uh, we'll cut to that, and uh, we'll pick up after. Sounds good. All right, I have special guest Sal here. Hello, everyone. All right, so uh, we brought you on pretty much because your family for how long? Uh, will be 40 years. 40 years. Uh, gets together what one one weekend uh, a year pretty yep. much, and makes what? We make sauce for the entire year. Sauce for the Pasta entire pasta sauce, baby. You know, and and you mentioned to this this to me last year, and you know I was real excited. And then leading up to this year, you were you're telling me about it, and like I think we're gonna do it this day. And then you go and you change it to a day you know I had to work. I know, I know. You know, I thought I was gonna maybe be able to pop in and see the process <laughs> a little bit, and then you just and not only that. You have yet to like anytime you brings a uh, you bring a lunch in, and I think you might have pasta. Then you, you aren't hungry and you hide it, so I can't even yeah. see the sauce that nope. you make. You know, it's, it's, it's that like, much of a secret. This mystical being. <laughs> 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 All right, so um, let let's get into it. Uh, I mean, yeah. so I mean, you guys. Now this isn't like uh, I'm going to talk a little bit later uh, in this episode of making a sauce, but I did mine from canned tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Where uh, yours comes a little bit differently. Yeah. So let's, let, from, from actual whole tomatoes. Correct, yep. We have a farm where we get uh, bushels of Roma tomatoes from. Okay. Um, we've been going there since, since we've been doing this, really. And um, early on, we were all eager and young enough to go pick them. Oh, yeah. That's not the case anymore. Oh, I, I bet you, how long would that take? That would, we usually get out of like the first day of school. It's always around September. Okay. You know, whenever the tomatoes are ready. And uh, that would be the entire afternoon, right, when we get out of school. Some so. people go pick apples. Some uh, go to the pumpkin farm. Yep. And your family goes to pick tomatoes. We I, go pick I, tomatoes. And that's, uh, you know, something I've never heard. It's like, hey, you know what? What are you guys doing today? Hey, I'm going to go pick strawberries. Yep. I'm going to go pick apples at the apple farm. Nope. Sal and his family, <laughs> they're going, going, going to pick tomatoes. Going to pick tomatoes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So how okay? To, let's put this on scale because you've kind of shown me uh, pictures. Yes. How much? I mean, this is this is not a, a, a small endeavor. I mean, how many how many pounds or uh, how you even measure it? bushels? Bushels, bushels. Yeah. How, how many bushels of tomatoes do you guys do? So this year we did twelve bushels of tomatoes. So uh, if you had to guess, how many tomatoes or how much weight in a per bushel? Oh goodness, I wouldn't. Even, I couldn't put a weight on it. Maybe like. 10, 15 pounds a bushel, maybe. Okay. And I think a little bit later on, as we go through the process, it'll kind of put it a little more in perspective. Yeah. Uh, so you, you get a bunch of tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Then what? Then we have our station set up. So we've been doing it. At, next year will be 40 years. They've, they've done it since 83. There is a wash station, and then there is a station to cut the tomatoes in half and pretty much squeeze the seeds and the uh, slime out of it. So all by hand. So all by you hand. Squeeze it by hand. Yep. Give it a nice squeeze. Get all that stuff out of there, and then we just have the raw tomato. 
Okay, skin on it. Skin on it, yep. So what do you do with the uh, the guts? The guts just go into a bucket. That ends up going in the garden, into the soil. Okay, so yep. uh, just fertilizer. Fertilizer, if you will. Okay. Yep. So you, you wash them. Uh, you, you have like, uh, what do you get? Get the hose out? So we have t- two buckets. Two buckets. Yep. So they're, they, they come kind of sort of pre-washed from the farm. And uh, so there's two buckets. We put them all in the first one. And then go into the second one, just kind of like a final rinse. Okay. And then that water gets changed out once you see, you know, getting a little cloudy. Right. So is there any solution or is this just a water bath? Nope, just bath. Yep. Right. No solution, nothing special. Just two-part two water. Two-part wash. Yep. So, all right, you wash them, you half them. Mm-hmm. Then what? Then from there, we uh, have these big quart pans. We fill a little bit with water okay. and we'll boil them. So what that does is it makes the tomato a bit softer. Right. And it draws the moisture out of them. So then once they boil for an amount of time, once because you just stir them around, you get a feel for it. Right. Then they go into a drain. So we have these 55-gallon drums set up with a tablecloth as our catch, basically. Okay, so the 55-gallon the drum is what is going to catch. Is this you've, uh, what's going on to the next step? Correct. Uh, no, that's no. just for draining the water. Okay. So these sit on top of the drum on the tablecloth to drain as much as the moisture out of the tomatoes as possible with keeping all of the pulp and everything inside of it. Okay. Yep. So you, you get them, you boil them, get them to that spot, you drain mm-hmm. them. What's the next step? Next step is hitting the uh, the tomato. Um, oh, what's the name of it? There's a special name. The uh, tomato... I'll find it. So basically, we run through... It's a little machine. It looks kind of like a meat grinder. Okay. And um, what we do is you, you put the tomatoes in, it goes through, and it basically pushes the sauce out of the tomato, and then pretty much the skin and the rind and everything go into a bucket. So so it's actually like a... Uh, there's like two shoots out of this thing, right? Correct. One out, One forward, which spits the tomato skin out, and then there is a... Uh, device that pushes the the sauce through a cone, and then that gets funneled into a pan. Okay. Yep. So you you funnel it through the nice tomato masher. That's that's going to be the technical. That'll term be the technical term, right? Uh, <laughs> at some point, we'll we'll learn what that is. Tomato press. Tomato tomato Sorry, press. Tomato there we go. Press. So, but you did say <laughs> you you not only do this once, right? You throw it back through. We we put it back through. Uh, Three times. Three times. So Three now, times. now it it separates that skin. Yes. Uh, do you put that back through, or is that discarded? The skin is also discarded for so fertilizer, if you will. So discard it. So you, yes, you run you time. run it through. You you get rid of the skin. Uh, you come out with a sauce. You run it twice more. Twice more. Correct. So I'm I'm, I'm assuming then that that just makes it uh, a finer sauce at that point. We squeeze as much out of it as we can, and then you'll notice after every pass. The tomato skin and material gets more and more dry with every pass. Okay. So we're trying to maximize the amount of sauce we get out of each tomato. True, and I, I guess I didn't. I didn't think also of like that. This machine, this because it's literally a mechanical. What you crank it by hand? Yeah, this or? one's actually electronic. Oh, There's the a motor on the backside. Yeah. So it's going to miss some. It's going to miss some of that skin, right? Yes. So okay. So it's also to make sure to get rid of all the skin. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. And squeeze as much sauce as we can. Now, back in the day, it was just a belt driven, uh, pretty much like a meat grinder. It was a little worm gear and it would just force it out through that funnel. Yeah. The, the tomato come out one side and the sauce come out the other. That had to be passed through a couple times, a couple more times and, and did than that, just three. <laughs> and I've done, uh, you know, I've, I've tried making sausage. And when using that, even when grinding it, uh, the issue I notice with it is it gets clogged up. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that, I, I mean, a tomato is going to be a little bit different than a, a piece of meat. Right, right. But would uh, would you guys, st- if you even remember, I don't know when you guys upgraded, did you still notice, uh, did you have clogging of, of that older machine? No, because the end that the tomato came out of was pretty free and open. Okay. Whereas when you grind the meat, I, I'm sure it's a little bit different, but yeah. No clogging of the machine with the tomato going through it, the so, old school machine. So now I, I'm guessing uh, if you run it through three times, you add a little seasoning, and you're good to go? Pretty much, except 
So all day cooking. All day cooking. Oh, okay. So we're, we're only partway through Partway through. Yeah. So the next step from there, it's really, it's going to be um, depending on, because this is, this is sauce basically for the entire year split three to four ways between three and four families. Each of them have their own way of, of uh, making the sauce with their own ingredients, but there's a base of what we use. Okay. And then just one certain family, you know, to add like peppers or something like that. So, right, right. Um, so, yeah, from there, um, we just started using my brother's uh, flat top grill. We used to just uh, prep the onions and the garlic, uh, everything in, the, in a pan, multiple pans in the kitchen. Oh. You know, we cut all the onions. Everybody's crying, having a great time. And... Uh, uh, stinking up the entire house. Once that's all cooked, then we add it to the sauce, and then it goes on the burner for. Man, we're usually done by noon, one o'clock, and canning by nine, ten at night. So um, the, the the onion, I'm assuming, quite a bit of onions are, are needed. Yes, pounds and pounds, pounds. of onions. Yes. <laughs> you, now, okay. So now. Back when you were a little younger, did you also go to the onion farm and, and pick your own onions? No, or, no, no we did that, Those were store-bought. Okay. <laughs> that was on a smaller scale. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay, so uh, you, you pretty much, uh, so is it just cut, like cut up, you, you just dice the, the yeah. onion? So yep. diced yep. onions, okay. All diced, yep. Found a trick, too, if you cut and dice onions underwater. That's a trick. Oh. No tears, right? I guess. Cutting raw onion, getting the fumes in the air. I always figured, you know, you, that's half the fun is getting the tears. Getting the and, tears, right? Get everybody a little emotional on it. Right, right. <laughs> so, all right, so, so you, you cook you cook your onion, uh, garlic, you stated. Yeah. So yeah. no no garlic picking either? No garlic no picking. picking. Store-bought right, also. Just, all right. I yes. just, it's for my own uh, my own uh, knowledge as I'm, as I'm picturing this because I, I was kind of teased with maybe being able to check this out. Um, Putting it all into my head, you yes. know, like I'm there reliving it. Yes. Uh, so, all right, you get your onion, your garlic, and then you, I, I've seen pictures. The next step is cooking it, right? Cooking it, yep. And it's not just a set it and forget it type of thing. Um, the sauce, we, we use some pretty decent burners, 60-quart uh, pan, 240-quart pans, and they constantly need to be stirred because otherwise where the where the flame is hitting the pot itself, you'll it'll burn. Right. So we're constantly, it, it, somebody's always there on watch stirring the tomatoes as needed as they reduce. Now, the, here's the biggest thing I've noticed. Now I have uh, nowhere near as, as big. I want to say I have a maybe a 20-quart. Okay. 16 to 20-quart pot. Like if I make chili, yeah. I'll make a double batch if I'm going to bring some in or, or do a party or something. And the biggest problem I have is having a spoon long enough. Yes, so, it, I mean, where did you, what do you guys use to, to stir it? So these are old, like, olive wood stirring spoons from the motherland, from Italy. Nice. And uh, we've got a couple of those. They just stay on top of the lid per pan. And then, uh, yeah, every once in a while it gets stirred. Well-worn, by the way. Yeah? Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know how many more years we got left with oh, those. Oh, did you have a backup? <laughs> I mean, how many, How long are these bad boys? They're probably three feet. Okay, three feet so that's in length. A- that's a that's a nice size stirring pot. Maybe a small shovel. Yeah, hey, you know what? That other, little, other, small little coal shovel, maybe. Yeah. Other yeah. than I mean, that would probably scratch you know scratch yeah. the bottom of the pans. Yeah. But. We did tease the idea of getting like an automatic stir that goes on top of the pot, and then uh, yeah, we saw the price, and it really yeah. wasn't that worth it. <laughs> <laughs> it seems it seems nice. It right? a bit, yeah, it'd be nice for once once a year, right? Yeah. Yeah, we can we can deal with the manual labor. So you're dealing hours, right, uh, of of cooking? Yes. So yep. so it's kind of reducing. I'm I'm assuming Correct. at a certain point. Yep. Just so the sauce isn't so watery, you know, try to thicken it up a little bit. Yep. So it reduces down. Uh, so you would pre-cook the onions, uh, the garlic, whatever else you have. Yep. So that's added in the vats. All right. That is correct? added in the in the pots. So that's in the pots, and Stirred now it's kind of marinating yeah. so to say with with the tomatoes as they reduce cooking cooking all at once yep and then so several hours to do that i mean that's i and he's going to share some photos i'll put it together uh, with this so it's i'll try going try lining it up almost step by step so everyone can kind of see uh what we're dealing with like i mean he showed me these pots i mean this is this is a, a lot of tomato sauce <laughs> yeah. that they make so, uh, boom, it, do, you, do you let it cool down? So you, you deem it, it's done. Yep. We deem it uh, uh, ready to be jarred. 
So then we get uh, a smaller team together. And um, basically one person's in charge of boiling the lids. Uh, brand new lids. Nope, we don't reuse anything. We, re- we reuse the jars. Those get cleaned. So uh, question, because this is something I'm actually really curious on. Yeah. I, I've never tried. So... Uh, reusing a jar, is there a certain way you have to clean it? I know bacteria, stuff like that, when Correct. canning can be, uh, you know, you can make yourself sick or, or kill somebody. Right. And you're still here, so obviously your family has been doing it proper. It's worked, yeah. So uh, can you? So I, I have a used one. How do you clean it? What's the best way of cleaning it? Basically, we just put it in the dishwasher. Nothing dishwasher. special. Yeah. Dishwasher will do it. Get some, get some hot, high heat water and some... Uh, Whatever dishwasher soap of your choice. All right, I, so that's a lot easier than I thought. So it's already <laughs> making this sorry like to, way. Sorry to burst I mean, bubble. no, that's that's a good thing though. I should have know, come up with the, something just the magical. Lazy, <laughs> the laziness in me is now like, wait a second. So this isn't so bad. Yeah. So now you know, and I, I recently had bought some uh, mason jars. You know, to I, they were just like refrigerator pickles, mm-hmm. and I did notice there's almost like a. Was it like a wax on the on the lids? Yeah, for the seal. Okay, for yep. the seal. So you you boil those. Yep. Um, and then, nice and, soft and, and you've clean. told me you told me the the rest of how you do this. So why don't you just explain it? Yeah, yeah. So as the sauce is is still on the on the heater, um, somebody is scooping sauce into the jar, and we have people ready to throw a lid and a cap on it. Once it's capped, the next person takes it, tightens it real nice. We put them upside down, and we all stack them in a row on a table, basically. So with that jar being upside down. As it cools, it will actually suck itself into a vacuum and seal itself. And then once all the jars, once we run out of sauce and all the jars are full, we basically keep it in the garage um, overnight, shove blankets on top of it. So it's a nice, cool slowdown okay. uh, gradually. Nothing quick where you don't want anything Shocking weird happening it, to right. the sauce, right? Uh, making anybody sick. So, yeah. that's And then that's pretty much the end of it. And then the final count of uh how many pints and quarts that you have so what was it this year this year it was 116 quarts 116 quarts quarts of sauce split three to four ways and um and the the guy has yet to even let me see this (laughs) you know (laughs) just gotta have some buy-in first (laughs) (laughs) i'll go i'll go pick the garlic next year right (laughs) you're in I don't know. Anyway, if anyone knows of a, a good garlic farm here in the Wisconsin, uh, southeastern Wisconsin area, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> give us a give us an in. Yeah. And the the problem was with this year, it was um, a little later than normal. Not the latest. Uh, there was one time where we've done the end of September. Okay. It's usually right when school starts. That first week of September. That's when we're making sauce. Tomatoes were a little bit late this year. So, and it's not. It, it wasn't that we, if we waited a week, they may have been overripe. Right. And um, a little bit messier to make, but also doable. But this was the perfect time, so unfortunately. So timing really uh, of when you do it really comes down to the tomatoes and when they're ready. Oh, yeah. It's not when you're ready. It's when the tomatoes are ready. When the tomatoes are ready. Yep. Yeah, it's good life advice. Yeah. You live know? by the tomato. It's like, little Johnny, <laughs> what are you doing? It's like, remember, it's not when you want to take clean your room, it's... When the tomatoes are ready. The tomatoes are ready, little Johnny. Go clean your room. <laughs> yep. uh, that, that's, uh, that's, that's fascinating. And I, I love the, the pictures. And I know last year you told me about it. And this year you yeah. took a, uh, a lot more pictures. So you'll have to send those to me. Like I said, I'll put a little uh, video together. Yeah. That would be cool because uh, you can share with your family too. They can kind of see you talk about your, you know, the process. Cause I, I don't know anybody else who does this. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's labor intensive. I've, you know, personally I've made pasta a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I recently tried making a sauce, but nothing to, to that, you know, I let, I kind of let the, whatever brand kind of take care of, take care of a yeah. lot of it. Take you care know? of your needs, right? Take care yeah. of the needs. I no sugar needed in our sauce. No sugar, no extra sugar. So, but, uh, <clears throat> even, even the guy we get the tomatoes from, you know, he, he always, he always asks, so he's curious how we do it. And we told him about the whole boiling the tomatoes to get most of the moisture out easily, you yeah. know? And he was like, oh, yeah. He's like, that's the biggest part. He's like, if we make sauce from tomatoes, fresh tomatoes, which is doable, you know, you got to let it reduce a little more. Otherwise, it's pretty watery. He's like, yeah, my wife will put it in like a couple crock pots, let it go for like a couple days, let it cook, you know, let it oh. reduce. So, yeah. Well, you know, I thought it was kind of interesting, too. And obviously, the canning uh, piece of it takes care of this, but... Um 
I actually went, there's a, a store, um, local store, I, I forget the name of it, where you know, it's salsa. Mm-hmm. And I went in there uh, and I, I bought some. I didn't even, I've never even tried it yet. I'm like, you know, that's one thing I haven't tried doing yet is making my own salsa. Right. And so one thing he told me is like, I'm going to give you uh, one word of advice. Because if you get fresh tomatoes, how long are those good for? Now, when you get canned tomatoes, how long are those good for? Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, it makes sense. You know, if I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm making something, but there again, how, how long is my onion going to be good for? Right. And once you open it, you open it. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I, it's something I've never heard anybody do. And it's a, I think that's cool tradition to, to, to pass down. I, I mean, do you recall what was the story and why they started doing this? Um, no, I don't. It's just, we were, my, um, grandmother and grandfather from italy they just they make everything they they made everything and they brought those traditions over with them i mean we'll do um sausage all sorts of different meats cheeses we do our own wine it it was just a part of growing up and just how they how they did stuff that's great yeah it's very cool you don't you don't get that much but there again i mean let's face it as uh definitely a different generation oh for sure for (laughs) sure I'll go pay the $6 and go get a little bit of prosciutto or whatever I right. need from the store, you know? Yeah, yeah. We can just go downstairs in the cellar and slice it, you right. know? It's just <laughs> completely different, which is, and, and I'm grateful for it too, all that as a kid, you know, ah, I don't want to do it. I don't want to make sauce this weekend. I'd rather play video games and go ride my bicycle with my friends, you know? I I, I appreciate it now because yeah. it's it's part of what we do and, and it makes us sauce for the year and i get to pass it down onto my children and hopefully keep this going yeah no that, that is that is great um you know anything to, to keep some of that old old school traditions going yeah because uh, i mean let's face it there's some good stuff you can buy in the store but something about making it yourself it's just that much more special it is yeah you know and it especially if if you obviously your family doesn't or at least you uh, but you know if you sh- shared it with somebody and they're like wow this is really good yeah, you know yeah. that that pride uh, yeah. that, that you have in it but uh, you, you know it's it's sal's uh, best kept secret uh, <laughs> not for much longer <laughs> <laughs> yeah now people will know a little bit <laughs> all right well hey thanks for joining us and yeah, uh, absolutely thanks for having maybe me. we'll have to uh discuss uh, a little bit uh some of this other stuff you know to make maybe do this again yeah absolutely i'm i'm up for anything awesome thanks sal yeah thank you i love hearing a good story about traditions and, and heritage like that you know and, it, uh, it, re- it really is you know i mean i i can think my own family maybe we had something we cooked you know grandma cooked uh for for christmas that was untraditional but i mean a family getting together and and doing something like that that's that's pretty cool and be able to pass it down and, and you know I, I didn't tell you this uh next year will be 40 years they've been doing it oh wow yeah the multi-generation thing is is awesome to have you know grandma and mom and and daughter all in you know all in the kitchen grandson you know all these people just getting together working towards towards that you know it kind of leads up so you know i, I knew they that they did this and um so really for this week, uh, unbeknownst to me, people were invited over for the football game on Sunday. And I'm like, okay, I have to cook something. It was, uh, they had, uh, the game was a 325 start. And I'm, I'm just kind of racking my brain. Like, what, what do I cook here? And yeah. uh, I remember seeing, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hack his name. It's like, actually, I don't even want to say it. Like Vincento's Plate or something, you know, some Italian chef. Uh, he's on social media. I know videos, right? And he made a sauce. I'm like, well, that's cool. So what about like meatball yeah. subs? That sure. sounds interesting. So so that's yeah. what I ended up going with. So uh, these two recipes were com- completely unrelated. I found them like, we're going to go with this Italian guy's sauce, right? Like, sure. a, a, like an Italian, Italian sauce. And I went to all recipes and found a meatball recipe. And uh, did, I grilled the meatballs, put them together. I mean, it, it was uh, turned out really good. Um, kind of meat to end up using. So it actually, it called for, um, I doubled it. It called for one pound of ground beef, like 80-20, and one pound sure. of ground pork. Um, sure. So now normally when we talk about Matt going to the grocery store, because he has to cook something, what happens? 
He runs into bad you, luck. You run into bad luck. You either forget something or you buy more of something that you don't need. Buy more of something or don't find exactly what I'm looking for. Uh, well, so this time, so I, I go and I, I look. Ground ground beef, easy. I go to the pork. There's nothing. There's there's sausage. Yeah. Right? There's sausage. So I, I'm like, all right, let's go back. And right in the in the beef section, I'm like, this looks a little bit light. Look at it. It was a blend. Pork and Ooh. beef. And two pounds. It was like... It's like it was meant to be. It was, it was it was meant to be. I'm like, there's no yeah. way. Like, I'm going to have to go somewhere else. And I did have a problem finding basil. Like, you go to the grocery store, and this would be uh, more for the, the sauce. Um, you know, you can get parsley and cilantro and, and bushels, right? That's just, that's just sitting out there with uh, the peppers, stuff like that. Not the basil. Like, they had plants. I, I actually thought I was going to have to buy a, a basil plant just to be able to cook to make this get, uh, get the leaves and get your right. mortar and pestle and grind it out but they have um they have that little section you know at least at this grocery store that i went to it, it's in case you have like the mushrooms but then they have the other they have rosemary and they're in their little packages little, little plastic tins and you're paying out the rear for them you know it's like three dollars and you're getting like quarter ounce or whatever it might be organic right. you know all this right there's none in there I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> this the, this can't be. Well, just so happened, you know, these things are always inside the cooler. No, they had it in a display, not being cooled. There was all your basil. So plenty of basil. And honestly, I when I bought it, I'm like, ooh, because I, I kind of recalled about how much it said. Now, everything he had in the recipe for the sauce was in metric. So, so you're converting. I'm, con- or you're- I'm converting. So I, I pick up four of them. I'm like, eh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double the recipe of sauce. That was my thought initially until I, I kind of figured it out and while Googling the conversion. Right. You know, yeah, because uh, we're not going to – we don't do a metric system here. Right, a kilo and a half of, of tomatoes. I'm like, I don't know what that is. So a kilo and a half, what is that? It comes out to like – like 40, 48 ounces, like 48 ounces, I think Two it was. Two pounds? Okay. Yeah. So, Three pounds? That's a lot uh, of weight. That's a lot of tomatoes. <laughs> so I learned that, you know, wow, you know, I had the, well, the, the, the pre-mix. And like I said, I did double it. So uh, let's, uh, maybe I should start with one recipe first, huh? Sure. All right, sauce was the, the longer of them. Okay. And it kind of goes, so, um, so it called for, you know, uh, it, it called for, and I think they... Uh, uh, you know what? I had the I had what they called it um, in my head. Now I just blanked out on it. Um, but it, so so it called for to start it out. It called for like like I said about forty eight ounces of canned tomatoes. So I, I find I think I was a little shy. Uh, but get a thing of carrots. It called for carrots, which I think they said seventy five grams of that. Uh, one onion. Uh, and celery like 75 grams which actually equates to uh you know your onion is one onion the carrot it was one carrot and same with oh, the wow. and same with the celery it was like grab one celery stick you know one stalk of celery one carrot yep. and that onion uh kind of cut it up roughly and then put it in like a food processor i use the blender and you kind of make it where it's um Almost a sauce-like consistency. Oh, sure. and and some. I think it was about three ounces of olive oil you you dumped in there, so you kind of create that. And then you cook it. You cook it for fifteen twenty minutes till it changes color. Uh, and then you add your tomatoes, which there again the canned tomatoes, which for me took what was it three or f- four cans, and these were decent size. No, maybe it was eighty some. For the one and a half kilo, it might have been eighty some ounces, because I want to say I, I had at least three twenty four to twenty eight ounce cans, like the big cans, but they right. were they were actual tomatoes in there, Italian. So I, I put those in the blender, blend them up, and then you you cook them uh, with the lid on for hour hour and a half, and then um, you remove it and you continue to cook it for. 
45 minutes, you know, half hour, 45 minutes. I think it went a little longer because the test he had is get a white plate uh, and take a spoonful of, of it, put it on the plate, and do you see any water? Right? Unlike oh, yeah. unlike what, what Sal was saying, I mean, they're, they're cooking that stuff down themselves where here I'm, I'm dealing with whole, right? So I got to do that process that, that Sal really was doing prior to them, them canning it. True. And he was using fresh ingredients versus you're using canned. Using canned, but canned it was, product. right, it was still like whole tomatoes. Um, and, and I'm sorry, the other thing they had in there was some, uh, some salt, a little bit of pepper. Uh, but the, the odd thing I, th- I found was uh, they called for basil, and I used about all of it. There again, I, I had a food scale out because I'm like 75 grams. I, I'm not going to lie to you. It was, it was somewhat laziness of converting that to um, cups, third cup, half cup. So yeah. I just got my food scale out, and I was just putting it on there. Oh, 75 grams. There we go. Um, the basil, I ended up using pretty much all four of them. But he said, don't cut it up, just tear it. So, you know, I got it off the stem, so I just have the leaves, kind of tear it. Uh, you, when it's all ready, you turn the heat off, then you put it in there, and you kind of let it wilt. You're not really looking to cook it. With oh, it. yeah. yeah. Um, and I tell you what, I mean, it's it was a phenomenal sauce. Like, I, I'm going to do it again and, and maybe take uh, some, some tips from, from Sal and, on how to maybe even jar it. Because, I mean, it was, there was leftover, and I, I wish I have planned things a little bit different. But with all the meatballs, which I ended up putting in a slow cooker with the sauce, it, uh, as we had and, a little time in between. And that sauce is so versatile. I mean, you could use it in, you know, like spaghetti, uh, pizza, all kinds of dishes. Yeah, and I'm trying to think that that homemade pizza sauce that I do, um, a little, uh, little, not much different, really. I mean, other than the, the pizza sauce didn't have like the carrot, the celery, and, and and people might be sitting there like onion, carrot, celery. I mean, you don't you don't even notice it. I mean, it adds that flavor. Uh, it helps give it, I guess, give it a little thickness. But I mean, really, the amount that's in there isn't all that much when you when you look yeah. at all of the tomato that you put in it. I mean, it it reminds me like you go to the store and you see the the garden vegetable for like the store brands or like the was it Pregu and all those they had those garden vegetable varieties. So it's the same concept. Right, and I was a little, I was a little, um, actually a little shocked by the recipe. I would have figured garlic would have been something that would have been in there, and it didn't have any garlic in it. And what uh, garlic goes in everything? I, I thought so too, um, but I'm like, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna follow his recipe, and even without that garlic, I mean, that was that that was a it's a really good sauce. That um, uh, I, I was actually we had we did have some leftovers and. I, I had some leftover buns, so the next day we we ended up. I I, I mentioned to the misses that, um, hey, I, we have you know spaghetti noodles. There's enough left, you know. I could just use it. We have some spaghetti, and then she's like, no, let's just let's just have the sandwiches again. But I think it's still yeah. I think it would have worked out beautifully uh, as some spaghetti. Yeah, yeah, spaghetti lasagna, you, you, and you could freeze the the lasagna and save it for later. But right I, now. Have you tried slow cooking lasagna? I bet no, you there I've is. I've seen it. I've seen it, and then I want to do it. So yeah, like a crock pot, crock pot lasagna. I bet you that'd be probably pretty decent because most of the time, I mean, you're baking it. Hey, right. I think you have to be a little more careful on your timing, but right, something to try. Uh, awesome. So you made it. You made how much just for one? One and a half meals, about. Well, I mean, there was um, at least eight, eight to ten people over. So I mean, everybody ate, and then we ate it the next day. So I, like I said, I did double. So, so for the meatballs, I did grill those. I'm like, okay. you know what? I'm I'm not going to do everything being indoors. I it's still nice out, and uh, I, I although I I didn't throw any. Uh, wood chips on it, you know, so I didn't get any smoke flavor to it. I just, sure. I just, I just grilled it. So the meatball. And you're really not, you're really not looking for that either though. So I, I really wasn't. I, I was like, Hey, we're going to meatball subs goes with it. Cause I know he did his, you know, what his family did. It's like, this will tie in. Um, so the recipe for 
the meatballs, which I've I think I've tried making homemade meatballs once before, and it, it had like a piece of bread in the middle. It was I don't remember how it was. Uh, this recipe I tried this time I thought was really good, so it, it called for you know a third cup of uh, plain breadcrumbs, a half cup of milk. Now with this, so the recipe said, hey. Put them in a bowl together and let it sit for 20 minutes. So you had your milk and your breadcrumbs, right? And you're kind of rehydrating it, kind of making yep. a kind of making a paste or a porridge, I guess, right? Okay. A couple tablespoons of olive oil, uh, an onion diced. Uh, uh, like I said before, a pound of ground beef, pound of a uh, pound of ground pork, a couple eggs, a uh, quarter bunch of fresh fresh partial. Fresh parsley, fresh parsley, there it is, uh, chopped, uh, three gloke, wow, I'm losing my side, this is, <laughs> you, three cloves, okay there, mate? <laughs> three cloves of garlic crushed, a couple tablespoons of, uh, I'm sorry, a couple teaspoons of salt, a tablespoon of ground black pepper, a half teaspoon of red pepper flakes, uh, which you couldn't, I, which I did, obviously I didn't tell the missus, but uh, you honestly, you, you couldn't taste it. Um, a teaspoon of dried Italian herb seasoning, which I, I thought that was kind of a little bit odd, right? Uh, I, I've seen other, I've seen other recipes that they called for Italian sausage, stuff like that. Yeah. And you, and we're dealing with, you know, that's two pounds of meat, everything else. And you're only adding one teaspoon of an Italian blend of herbs, which didn't, isn't much. It didn't seem like much. And then, uh, right. and then it called for two tablespoons of grated Parmesan cheese. So kick, get everything ready, mix it together. It tells you to refrigerate it for, you know, like an hour, which is fine. I, I, I had plenty of time to get that going. My sauce is still going. Fire up the grill. So I'm going and I'm going to pre-make all these and, I'm making the balls inch, inch and a half in diameter and they just, they're really light and it just didn't seem like they were going to hold form. So at that point I'm like, I got to get more, I got to get, I got to make these a little more solid, right? These are just going to goop off because it tells you to put on a baking sheet. Well, I'm not doing that. I'm doing it on the grill. You're not baking it. So I grab more breadcrumbs, throw them in. I actually grab more Parmesan throw more of that in. I actually had shredded Parmesan, not grated. I throw more of that in, mix it up. There again, still kind of loose. So I, I actually have like a, a pizza um, sheet, right? That's It's just mesh. So when you're, you're grilling pizza, that way you can still kind of get that fire up into the crust. So I'm like, I'm going to yep. put them on there because it's kind of mesh, not real fine, but it's still better than the grates. I'm like, I'm going to put these on the grates and they're just going to fall through. Um. So I had formed them, and it's like, well, refrigerate them. I'm like, well, that might help. Maybe that'll help solidify them. Go get them on there. No, man, there's these these things. This is hit or miss, you know. Yeah. Is this going to hold together? And uh, and they they did. Uh, I mean, I think it took 30, maybe 30 to 45 minutes. Called for like, I think it was like 425. It was indirect. So I had the first yep. batch on, and, and after I felt they were kind of kind of starting to brown I moved them off of the uh the pizza pan mesh pan the sheet so I'm wondering you I wonder if you could have used a cast iron skillet something that would be big enough to hold all the meatballs oh oh yeah definitely like do like a pan fry of them Is that what you're talking yeah, just about use a, uh, the cast iron on the the grill yeah just and put them all I mean yeah. this like I said I I doubled this recipe so you're talking. I had thirty over thirty meatballs. That's a lot of meatballs. And I, yeah. I I do have one that's big enough, but it said baked. So I'm like, all right, we're just gonna we're gonna stick with what he says. So we're just gonna use the grill. So once they kind of solidified, I'm like, this would take me forever. Wait, the forty minutes, get it off to the next batch. So I moved them off of my pan and then put the new ones on, and which also helped me keep track of them, right? Because now I don't want to. I'm not going to yank them all when when some of them are have been on quarter of the time. So, as I I, I was able to do it in two batches, 
yanked half of them, had to wait a little bit longer. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they, they darkened up nicely. They were, um, I mean, they were still kind of light, but they were solid, you know, and then they held their form. Yeah. And that sounds, that sounds really good. Did you put cheese on them at, at the end? So I know. So yeah. So make like a meatball bomber. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what I did. So the sauce had been done. I just left it on the stove. I recovered it after putting the basil in it. Um, I, I cooked that and then I still had, I'm going to say, I did a, a, probably about a half hour before game time, maybe, yeah, 45 minutes maybe. So at that point I grabbed a crock pot, right? My sauce is kind of cooled down. So I put this, some of the sauce in and I, I, I just load all these meatballs in, pour the sauce over it. So I, I, when I went to the store, I bought some provolone and at home due to, uh, as we talked about last weekend, uh, the pizza fail, right? I still had yeah. a bunch of mozzarella. Luckily, and I'm, uh, Miss Sally, uh, look at that, the names are still yes. up there. Miss Sally, when she grabbed a huge handful, it wasn't half the bag. So, I mean, I still had plenty. And uh, the day of, you know, it was right for halftime. Maybe it could have been a little warmer, but it was like, I like hot. You know, if I'm going to eat something, I want it to be really hot. It was, right. it was warm, so it was still acceptable. Uh, I used provolone that day, uh, and the next day I used mozzarella. And, both uh, good options. It, honestly, could I say which one was better? I don't know. I liked them both. The second yeah. day, it was hot, so, I mean, the cheese melted a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was the co- combination of these two recipes was like, you went to, like you went to a restaurant, you know, I yeah. like an Italian it's, restaurant and ordered meatballs. I mean, they were, it was, it was really good. I would, I mean, like, I'll make this again. Yeah. I was going to say, that sounds like a knock it out of the park, uh, easy win for, for game day, you know, throw it in a crock pot, crock pot comes in for the win, keep it warm. Yeah. Uh, and you could make it ahead. Like I said, that sauce um, was, was beautiful for what, what we used it for. Right. But like I said, I, I would have put this on spaghetti. I, I maybe even try it on pizza. Sure. Um, it's simple, but I mean, sometimes everything gets overcomplicated and I, and I don't recall, I think I probably mentioned it before, you know, you don't get that flavor. I mean, I, sure. It adds undertones, but it's like, I, I don't like celery. I don't like the flavor of carrots or onion. You, you don't notice it. Well, you don't like them by themselves, like raw, right? I would assume. Right. Cold right. And ones. they're and they're so. and they're cooked, and it's and and when you when you blend them, you you're making it a sauce. Right. You yeah. Know? You I mean, don't really taste. There's no chunks. Right. Awesome. So yeah, yeah you're gonna have to save that one and, and try that again, and maybe can it next time. Right. Make more. Well, I you know and I have, I've I've been kind of holding this a secret, but all these cooks I've been doing, I've been saving a plate for you. And I mean, it, it, I've left it in the garage and it, I've put tin foil over it. Uh, so you'll just have to reheat it. I know it's been a few months, but I mean, it, it'll all be here for you when you when you get back. Like it's just on a table? Yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's just sitting on the table. Wow, that's that's dedication, man. Right. I, I mean, it. it's it's kind of starting to smell a little bit, but, you know, for you, I'm, will, I'm willing to, to deal with that. I'll, yeah, I'll pick through what looks good and what doesn't look good. And then, <laughs> I mean, in a few months when it you know when it's below freezing, that that actually be all right, you know. <laughs> it should be freeze. fine, yeah. As long as it's covered. Awesome. So I, we joked was that was that last episode or a couple episodes I was, I was ago? Gonna, I was gonna say, yeah, we have uh, we have one more thing to talk about. Now you you were joking about. I, I gave I you the was... recommendation. You told me at the end of last episode or the episode before to go. <laughs> Make spam and what was the other ramen, thing? spam and ramen noodles, and just live off that. And just two episodes ago, because I think we were talking about cheap, cheap foods. Yeah. So, so you, what do you have in mind, or what what did you end so, up doing? So, what happened? It's like, all right, you know, we have to go. It's it's been busy um, after school activities, stuff like that. We're running around, you know, two nights, two three nights a week, um, just for 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 that. So we, I need to go grocery shopping. What are we going to do? I don't feel like really doing anything. We don't really have any meat. It's like, you know what? Wife's like, we got some ramen. And I, I go and I look in the cupboard and there's two packages left. That's eh, not all that much. So I'm like. What, what flavor? Chicken. 
Chicken? chicken. Your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I actually went grocery shopping. I'm like, because of prices and everything, like, I'm grabbing some more ramen. I went to grab the beef steak. I won't eat that. It's like, I don't know. All right, fine. I'll, I'll grab the chicken. Um, yeah. So, and, and for, I don't know why, but I actually, a, a couple months ago, had bought an, a can of Spam. I said, you know yeah. what? I'm going to grab this. I don't recall ever eating it. And I'm going to try it at some point. Yeah. So I have the two packs of ramen, which isn't going to be enough. And I'm like, you know what? I've mentioned this to to Jamie. So I have both these ingredients. I have to try it. You're going to do it. I'm going to do it. So I, I, you know, I slice up, I get the spam out and it, it smells like dog food or cat food. I mean, once in a while. Like canned, canned meat from canned World meat, War II. Canned meat. And, um. All right, I slice it up and then I fry it. Like, let's fry it. Let's get a little color to it, warm it up. Uh, and I tried it, and and honestly, cooked ham or sp- not ham, spam. Cooked spam is pungent. Like I remember growing up, my stepdad would uh, Keith would make spam like once a week at least, and the whole house smelled. And you know, being a kid, I'm like, that smells gross. That smells gross. And I never actually tried it until I was older. And it's, it's not bad. It's, it's not bad. I mean, maybe a little salty. So we went to the grocery store again. I'm like, all right, we're going. And I, I bought it. I, I bought spam again, except I got the little sodium because if anything, I'd say the flavor of it actually isn't that bad. Um, but it's, it's a little salty. Yeah. You know, it's processed meat. So, right. All right. I, I fry it up. I got the, the noodles going and and I think you know in, in the episode I told you well you know do something special with it don't just don't use the packet you know I'm I'm like I'm you know what I'm just gonna make ramen and this ramen's supposed to be made normally when I make it I I don't leave it as a soup I'll I'll drain out some of the water add the flavor packet so it's not it, you know you're eating more noodles don't have as much broth so sure. I'm like all right and I I took video of this so uh, I'm like I'm gonna I took a little bit of the noodles I'll put in a little bowl. I, cut a piece of of the spam and i get it all on a fork and i i try it and it's like this actually isn't that bad so it's like the 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 when you right you you taste the meat of the spam and when you'd get the saltiness that's when you kind of you kind of get that ramen that that noodle of the ramen that kind of covers it i mean sodium nightmare no no doubt you know uh. I was going to comment saying, what is that, like 120% of your daily value yeah, of, I, I of mean, sodium? I, I mean, luckily, I don't look at that stuff. But right. so I, at this point, I'm right. like, I, I ate it. I'm like, you know what? This actually isn't bad. The, now, they're kind of they're kind of neutral to each other. You know what I mean? There's not, you, you taste meat, you have noodle. There's not like this huge stark contrast between them. So they kind of... They kind of just go together, like you're eating one thing. You know, I don't know. It's tough to explain, but it's not like, you know, you put a clove, I get you, it. you put it, a yeah. hot pepper in there, right? You have a diced jalapeno, and you, you eat it. Well, okay, you know, you got that jalapeno. These, they just kind of married together, and it's like you're they, eating it, and you have a little different texture. They complement each other. I mean, I don't. <laughs> it's tough to say that with uh, ramen and spam. You know, yeah. so then I'm like, you know what? This kind of worked, and uh, I finished cutting it up, dicing up into smaller cubes, and then I just mix it in with it all. And it was it's just me and the missus that had it, and uh, yeah, uh, the so, so the all in all, <laughs> you spent what four dollars on a meal for four? Yeah, I, I don't remember what the spam cost. I mean, that was obviously the most expensive piece of it. And no, no, it was just me and her, um. Because the boy he worked second shift, and uh, the girl she was she was at practice, and then she found out about what I made, and she was just disgusted. There wasn't any left over. I mean, I ate pretty much all of it then, until I got to an end piece, and, yeah. and for some reason that end piece that was that was really salty, and I was like, all oh, right, no. I'm I'm just done. That or just combining and just keep eating it. I think it maybe yeah. it just caught up with me, but. <sighs> Something that so something that was if you're a, in a pinch, if you're in a pinch and you're like, dang it, okay, we don't have money for groceries, we're doing ramen and spam. Yeah, you know, it added a little bit. Uh, I mean, maybe season the spam. You know, I, I I don't know, but it it honestly for the pinch that it was, just to get a little more, it it, it wasn't bad. I mean, I I yeah. would do it again, I guess. I mean, the two things separately ain't bad, but. 
I never thought of combining them and, and making I, it, a, and it was, a meal. It was a Matt random thought two episodes ago. And well, then it just so touche. happened just so happened the, the stars aligned and we did it. Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> but better you than me, I guess. Yeah, uh, I, I mean you know, when you get back, I, I'm gonna have you over gonna say, and I'm not gonna tell you what I'm making. Leftover. And keep it in the garage for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we ate most of that, so no, that it's because that was more of a joke. So the leftovers went in the, yeah. in, the in the garbage. But I'll I'll cook you a fresh Dude, batch of that. Make me a fresh batch. Yeah. Fresh batch, just for you. All right, all right, uh, awesome. I I don't think I'll be making that, but thanks for giving me the idea. Yeah, uh, like I said, it's it, would I recommend everyone to try it? But like, you're hungry. You got two people. You happen to have spam. You have a a thing of ramen. It's there you go. That's mix, what you have. Mix it together. It's it's you, you won't. It, it's not and that bad. Cook time is cook time is ten minutes, so you're you're done quick. Right. It's done quick. It'll fill your stomach, and uh, yep. just drink a lot of water. Drink a lot of water between <laughs> bites. Right. <laughs> up uh, your up your daily oh, water water dosage by about three times. Is, yeah, so you can pee it out at least. Um, <laughs> now I asked you last week to give me some recipes. Or yeah, recipes for our website, and I still haven't gotten them. Oh, not, uh, call me out on the podcast. You 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 are correct on, on that. You are correct um, on that. But yeah. I mean, I I haven't put my own recipes on there either, so shame on me too. But with that being said, I, I don't think I'll need a recipe for the spam and the the ramen. But if I, you that's could, pretty self-explanatory. So yeah, spam yeah, and, and, ramen. and and really the uh, the, the sauce was I watched a video. I don't even think, there wasn't even a link to it. So I was just watching the video. And when I was going to, to go shop, I was, when it's get to a certain point, I was just screenshotting my screen. And that's how I shopped for it. And then I, I watched it as I was doing it, yeah. pause it, you know, just to make sure I was doing it right. Sure. So I, I could I could get that. And obviously we'll credit uh, where I got it from and write it down and maybe even convert it to non-metric or have both. So, you know, depending on where you live, you can, you can yeah. make it. Yeah. Good idea. Good idea. All right. As always, go to our website, go to, uh, Shea Tree Chefs. What is it? Shea Tree Chefs at godaddysites.com. Yeah. Visit our social media. Um, and our social media, our Facebook, Instagram, and we still haven't worked on TikTok, but no. we'll get there. We, we do have a YouTube, um, and I'll, I'll make a video because Sal gave me, uh, he, he was nice enough to send me some photos uh, of different points of the process. So I'm going to put that together. Well, awesome. I'll look forward to that and, and seeing that, and we'll have to hear more about that. All right, so I think we've. I, I'm, oh, I'm stealing your line here. Uh, no, 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 it's uh, it's my line, bud. No, I'm. I'm okay. All right. With that being said, I think we've covered everything we need to talk about here today. Uh, <laughs> as always, stay tuned, subscribe, and thanks for listening. I'm Matt, and I'm Jamie, and we are Shade, Shade Tree, Tree Chefs. Chefs. Oh my goodness, it just happened.